Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Melina Lee Williams Haas. I deeply appreciate you listening and taking the time to hang out with me. I will be addressing issues of life, the universe, and everything that are often bogged down and mired in shame and grief, and talk about how they can be repackaged to be useful and gorgeous and fucking awesome for you. So, sit back and relax, or, you know what? Sit up and freak out. However, you prefer to listen. Let's go. Hey everybody, Melina's producer Cody here. Hope you love the show. Real quick note on today's episode. Today is part two of two episodes. The last episode was a discussion on the Broadway hit Slave Play. Now, if you didn't listen to the last one, you might want to circle back before you listen to this one. Now, here's a quick word from Melina, and then we're back to the show. If you're someone who is curious about kink and BDSM but has no doggone idea where to start, I got you. First off, I'm the co-author of a book called Playing Well with Others, The Guide to Exploring, Navigating, and Discovering the Kink, Leather, and BDSM Relationships. You can find that on Amazon, and I'll put a link in the description. But let's say you want a more personal one-on-one interaction. I got you, fam. Go to thekinkdoula.com. It's T-H-E-K-I-N-K. D-O-U-L-A. You may be familiar with the concept of doulas from childbirth, but what about rebirthing yourself? What about going deep within and uncovering the secrets and wondrous discoveries that maybe, just maybe, have been hiding from you or you've been hiding from yourself for a long time? You want to talk about your secret fetish, your kink, perhaps just you're curious about how to expand your mind a little bit more into becoming the person you truly want to be. Contact me at thekinkdoula.com and let's see who you can become. Yeah, there's a there's a remarkable monologue in the show and we were blessed to see a weird creaky old theater tradition revived this evening at the closing when uh, Mr. Harris requested an encore. And uh, back in the day in theater, um, there would be encores, much like at a concert, where a performer would come out and and redo a bit or add another bit. I think the only time I've seen that still occur in performance venue is with comedians. Mm. I've seen stand-up comics do encores of additional pieces. But what Mr. Harris not Mr. O'Harris, um, <laughs> asked was a repeat of this particular monologue that you were just mentioning where mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the main character realized, has a realization that her husband, who is white, um, is in fact himself the virus that is infecting her mind. And what's so hilarious at one point, she said something and I was just like, but like the thing is that like the British, I guess because he wasn't, because he wasn't American, right. she had this sort of, she, she has a line where she's like, and then I realized that you were so, you know, British, whatever. I'm like, the British are the original OG virus. Yes. yes. And I was thinking that the whole time I was like, he's OG colonizer. I was like, like that's who she, that, I, I, <laughs> dude, I was like, which was hilarious because like the first real emotional 
the first time I had like a love at first sight, like and the only time I think, because I think you only get that once or twice in your life where you mm-hmm. have that mutual like some enchanted evening across a crowded room fucking thing. The moment he opens his mouth and he's British, I'm like, God damn it. Here we fucking go. Here we fucking go. Because I feel I hate myself for loving that fucking accent. I hate I myself for being obsessed Most with being a fucking Anglophile. Like yeah. I'm just a sh- it's it's humiliating. Yes. And it's the reason I have that fucking thing is I will tell you here are the reasons. Monty fucking Python. Mm-hmm. Benny Hill. Benny Hill. The Beatles. Attenborough. Because mm. see, it was it was Attenborough though. Like this man knew everything, and I, I had masterpiece such theater. a That's masterpiece cool. theater was also Alistair Cook. Yes, holy shit! Right, like that was David Bowie. Oh, oh, I loved him since I was little. Yeah, uh, he was weird to me, but it was fine. I mean, he was well, weird. He was weird with a a wiggle. <laughs> Weird. That's gonna be another thing. He's weird with a wiggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the best kind of weird. But I have to point out yet another point where Mr. Harris just plagiarized my life <laughs> is that my first experience of realizing that I was kinky was with a British guy named Jim, who is the same in the play. And like when they first say his name, I was like, no way. How the fuck? That's just weird. And so this was, I should just do an episode of that story. Yeah. The British musician and his, you know, why he's not talking to me anymore. Yeah. He, he, he became a little bent out of shape that once I started to ascend in the rankings mm-hmm. um, on Google, once Google became a thing and he had a bit of notoriety and people were Googling him and finding me. <laughs> And being like, what is this? And his his people were a little bit uh, verklempt. And I was like, look, maybe you shouldn't have written a song called Molina. Let me tell you the only well, reason I looked that song up. I was going to say. Because of you. Hello. Well, it's like, it's the song of his that people love the most. Like, it's his, it's, it's, he used to always get, it was like his encore for years. You know, it was the one that people would always yell for, which is really weird when you're in a club Aww. in fucking England and people are like in the back going, Melina! And you're like, I don't know you. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, you're calling for this song. Oh my God. And I was like, you could have gotten away with this, but like half the songs on his second album are about me, but only one is called Melina. Like, all you had to do was not call it Melina and you wouldn't have had this problem. And no, I cannot erase connections between us off the internet. Listen, no. you, you and Rosanna Arquette, man. <laughs> Mine is so much better than that. <laughs> yes. That song is so... I actually want to write a show. I actually really want to write a show that's basically just about, like, all the people who've had songs written about them hanging out at a, at a party. I would love that. I would pay so much you know and then like like as you get this you can just like go down the list like Rosanna Arquette would be there um Julian Lennon would be there um who else who was the biggest one there was one like you would have like uh, what's her name that the Jolene would be there (laughs) (laughs) looking hot Joey Joey who's Joey concrete blonde oh gosh okay wow you're 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 leering into leering veering into (laughs) leering into leering I mean I I also leer Oh my gosh. So someday, someday I will write that. I will write that show. Thank you so much. Thank you. So uh, I think it's time for Dana Dane. Yay. All right. So, so what is your vomit on the show, Dana? Now that we're talking about puke. 
This is great. This is exactly how I wanted to start this. Um, so, so I approached it very differently. Um, so I've, you know, one of the things that I do, uh, as a theater professional, um, (laughs) is I look at plays to say, all right, what can, what can we bring? Where can I find pieces that, um, that speak to black folks in particular, because that's, that's very important to me, Mm -hmm. um, in what I do in theater. But then additionally, tear down what is traditional black theater, right? Hello, because, oh my God, yes, it needs some tearing down. It does. It does. And, and centering stories that are, that are different, that are rarely heard, that are misunderstood. And, you know, you and I met through kink. And I remember when I understood what race play was Mm -hmm. because I I didn't, I did mostly rope and some um, very small versions of uh, DS play. Um, But when I met you and you were talking about, this is the thing that I do and this is why I do it. Um, I had at that point to kind of go through, all right, so what does this mean and feel to me as a person of color? And, you know, my first thing I realized is that um, it's not about me. That was one and most important. Mm. And secondly, um, how people work through racialized trauma is going to look different for everybody. Right. And my kink is going to be different than your kink. And that is an okay thing. That's a good okay space for it to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's some fucked up ass shit that I like. like I'm not, <laughs> not going to sit here and be like, my kink is flowers being given to me on a rainy day. <laughs> that's, that's also not reality. <laughs> I am dirty. A I am dirty. <laughs> I am a foul bitch. Right. right. <laughs> You and I used to meet places in the country to do performances that were kinky in it's ways true. that other people were like, what the fuck? <laughs> so when when the scene started, so I, I've been reading a lot of things about this play mm-hmm. uh, because I've, I've, I'm highly interested. I follow Jeremy on Twitter. Um, you know I was mad like happy, mad, jealous, super proud of you <laughs> when you had lunch with them. And I was like, oh my God, this is so awesome. Tell me everything. I hate you. <laughs> it's true. But um, I wanted to see kind of what it is because there are black folks who have really strong, mm-hmm. strong feelings against this play. And there's black folks in the theater community that I am involved with. Um, who have very strong feelings about this show. So, Were they people with strong feelings about the show as a concept or people who saw the show and were, uh, were angry? Well, so both, because I do follow folks on Twitter that have seen mm-hmm, the show. Mm-hmm. And then folks who had not seen the show would yeah. just kind of like, Meh. I mean, I get the thing is that like, I, I don't want, I don't want to say like, you have to see the show to, to, to be critical because the concept alone is something you can have an issue with. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like yeah. that part, it, it, like if people want to just say, 
I have an issue with the concept and here's why, like, I will even have that discussion. But like at that point, it's like just conceptually, because at that point I have to say, we're not actually talking about the play because you don't know what the play is. Right. Right. You know, like there could be a a show called Heil Hitler. It doesn't mean that it's pro Nazi. Right. It could be an anti-Nazi polemic. So you don't know. Yes. So, yeah. So, you know, walking into the show, you know, I, I already had a different mindset because I come from this background. And one of the things that um, a friend of mine who had seen the play was like, I would really like to know what someone who's into kink, because a lot of people who don't like the play also are not as intricately involved in the kink scene that mm-hmm. you have been right, or right, some right. people that I have been. So it feels just different yes absolutely so the first scene i i immediately was like oh well they're having a scene yeah i mean the first twist that she said where she was she gave like a flick or yeah. something yeah. i was like okay we are not this isn't what it is we are, this looks like yes yes so i love the the, the set with the mirrors i thought that was great mm-hmm. i love the looking back out you know, you're looking to yourself, but you're also a, a product of things looking at you. So, I mean, there's so many things that are happening, but just that mirrored space. The whole the whole back wall of the of the set is a mirror, which uh, and then the mirror actually also for the last seat, the last se- segment of the play tilts, and so you can actually see from all parts of the theater what's happening on a bed, and the bed is only barely tilted. Um, but what's amazing about it is that you can look in the mirror and see reflected what's happening on the bed and then what's happening in the space. So it's a very lovely set design moment. Yeah, no, the, this, the set design was great. Um, I love Rihanna. <laughs> like the moment that she started with the work work, I was like, yes. <laughs> and, you know, you see the words up there, but, you know. I'm old. I don't remember those things. And so that when the words came down, it was with the song. I was like, oh, this is... Yeah, okay, that's smart. Y'all are smart. And I love that there were so many things that were smart. So being able to go in and out of the mirrors, that was one of the set design things. Yeah. Um, the 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 music was was really good throughout. And it wasn't a bunch of it, but the yeah. times that they utilized it, you were like, okay. Yeah, it was it was it was an active um a uh, uh, member of the cast. It was a participant in it the show. Was, it was. And I think that unless you are, are involved in the kink scene and I'm, and I'm going to generalize a little bit. So sorry, people. <laughs> um, so there are so many things that, that you have to unpack to, to be kinky and to be publicly kinky that seeing the show doesn't have that impact of this is, oh my God, I can't believe I'm seeing this thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm, so I didn't feel that same type of impact that I can imagine that someone else who has never been introduced to this before could have, right? It's an entirely different show if you are not familiar with consensual BDSM or kink. It is an entirely different show. Right. Yes. So like that woman when she and I even forgot the line, but that woman on the side of us was like, "What? Like what did you what the what the <laughs> That was hilarious. What line was it when she, she someone was, did call out oh, and I was and the whole she, audience died. She was the 
the lead character, who was a black lady, um, was grinding up against the mirror. Thank you. And she said something. Go call me your dirty dirty negress or something. (laughs) Call me a dirty negress. And some sister behind us went, "What?" I was, I I just thought it was so, it was, it was just so delightful that Negress was what they chose because he couldn't say the N word. Right. But the thing is like, and that was so real. Like the majority of people I know who I've tried to even just do demos with for like the once every five years I would do a demo because I didn't do a lot of them. Right. Yeah. Like saying nigger is a problem and that's fine. And I had entire humans say, I am going to say thank you. I'm flattered and honored that you would select me for this, but I can't do that. And so his perspective, that character, was for me really, really indicative and underscored the reality of what the average white person, even who is sort of game to please their partner, uh, 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 evinces when they're approached with this type of situation. That was so real. Yes. And and the thing that I I did like was that they got the the intent behind the kink correct. Yes. Oh my God. They got. It the, could be a fucking dissertation. It it could be very much so. Um, the portrayal of the the couple, the white woman and the uh, really light skinned man, mm-hmm. and. And that dominance and cuckolding and that that whole sequence is so I got so much more the second time seeing his mm-hmm. process. Perhaps it was just the difference in the actors. There were some choices that they made differently. And, and I have to say of the couples, those were the two where I was like, oof. Like, I know that you two over here are doing some true antebellum stuff, but y'all are. (laughs) Like, I have have visceral reactions to um, white women characters on screen, or on, well, screen too, and plays that that take up that space in this black space. It's the same issue I had with uh, the show I saw Friday, Black No More, was that this white woman was at the center of this. And I'm like, there's so much of this blackness. <sighs> so that was watching those two. I had a visceral reaction that was about me and not about the show because how she portrayed what that was was great. She was so good. She was great. She was great. <laughs> and I love that one moment where she like, you see her realize what she's doing and she still can't stop. Cannot stop. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I also was just so touched by. I was like, but then here's the thing. And this is what, this is what I think folks miss about doing this type of play. It gives you the capacity to have a blink of compassion for the asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It enables you to say about this woman, gosh, she can't stop herself. Right. So it's one thing to have a bad behavioral trick. It's another thing to say, I have a bad behavioral trick and I can't stop. Right. Like when I started to understand that white people are people <laughs> and that when they do fucked up shit in a race play scene that afterwards they have to come back and live in that body where they have just done some fucked up stuff and seeing them get fucked up enabled me to go oh oh wait a second that's a person being an asshole 
they are still a human being. Right. So I don't have to love you. I don't have to, I don't have to like pet you and say there, there, there. But if I can go, this is a human being with some fucked up shit. What enables me to do is get past some racist shit more quickly. Right. It enables me to say, this is not a monster. This is not some creature from the black lagoon. This is a person with some fucking issues that occurred prior to them meeting me, yeah. you know? So good. Yeah, no, I, I, I had, um, the the second part of the show where it's just Kanisha and Jim um, was so striking and and that realization that that he is this virus right yeah and and noting that of course there is that parallel that whiteness is this virus and and those privileges and those um, those systems and all of those things that have infected. Um, every aspect of everything that she tried to get away from and even through the sexuality was trying to figure through but at the end of the day Mm -hmm. this was the virus and this was the problem and it didn't matter that he was from England because in America he's a white man and she is a black woman period period right the end done and so I found it interesting how he then tried to take control of that narrative and give her what she wanted, right? And I think it's also so interesting, sorry to interrupt, but I needed to get this out because this was this viewing was the first time I caught it, how they really threw line for all three of them, how control how how much in control they felt when they were doing these psycho you know, these these psychological role plays. Right. You know, um, now one of one of the black characters was in control because he was the the person in charge. Like the yes, the, the nigger Jim. What was his name? Nigger Gary. Nigger Gary. Nigger Gary. Nigger Gary. <laughs> so while nigger Gary was in charge, and the other two were certainly subordinate, they all and this was so critical. They all felt control, and and Kanisha felt control rest away mm-hmm. from her. And this was so this was this was so at the root of kink. And I was like, dude, that's yes, fucking yes. Yep. Like so when yeah, this is part of the dissertation. Yeah, is that this is how some of us feel a a, a level of power and control from ha- ha- negotiating away that power and control in this scenario, in this situation, in this safe environment, because it is about safety, right? Yeah. Right. It's about feeling safe enough to play. Yeah. When you're watching it, it's it reflects so much of what's happening now where he didn't want to do the blatant racist thing, mm-hmm. but he was still being a, a, a white man. Yes. Like he was yeah. still interrupting and taking control when nobody asked for it. And that was the thing she was so upset about. She was like, this is where I need you to let me have it. And you can't, you, you, you want like, this is where I need you to give it over and let me run the ship. And like, he wouldn't take her cues and she would look at him yes. and, and he yes. she wouldn't take anything she's trying to guide. And she's like, I'm trying to show you the way. And it's like, you think you're treating her like a queen, but you're just being a white man, which is irritating in itself, but also irritating her. And you think that this is better than what she's asking you to do, which is just play a part. And you think it's bad because she wants you to call her the N word. And you're like, I can't do that. And it's like, but you're doing the same thing. Mm. 
You're doing the same thing and nobody wants the they don't other wanna, way. They don't want to. They don't want to know. They, right. But that's the thing that kill, I'm like the whole time I'm watching it and I'm like, ah, she wants you to be, she wants you to be the caricature of a white person and you can't do it because you think the caricature is worse than what you actually are. And you, you seem to acknowledge it. the caricature that you have an aspect in the caricature, right? right? Like that's, right. that's the thing, right? That's the thing is that it's really hard for them to acknowledge that they also have that power. Yeah. And I get it, but Even stop, white woman stop. Could it not give him his role to make it about him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, white people. <laughs> God, how do we cope with them? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> how do we do it? I mean, lately it's just, I think verbalizing, like I don't stop saying white. I'm like, oh man, white people. And I do it in front of white people all the time because I'm like, you need to recognize your people and what y'all are doing. Mm. And I do. And I have people in my life like you, right? That's us. That is well, us. I mean, uh, I don't deal with anyone who isn't like that. Right. Like, the good thing about, about the spouse Meister is that he is, he, he will lead that charge more often than I am. He's just like, why are my, why, why, why are we so terrible? I'm like, why are you so terrible? Why are you so terrible? Like, what is it exactly? Is it that you don't get what you want every second, uh, like on the dime, but you, you have the most of every, anybody else. So comparatively you should be fine. I feel. So why are you still jerks? Yeah. He's like, I I don't, (laughs) although, you know, like it was so funny after fucking Black Panther hit, I was like, I'm calling you a colonizer from now on. You're just a colonizer. (laughs) And then as a joke, I was like, I went, cause I was going to, you know, do some research so I could throw up some like cute facts. And I came to find out that actually the Austrians were shit colonizers. (laughs) Fucking Austrians. They were, well, here's the thing. The Austrians had had an entire empire that had risen and fell like several times. So they were like, we out, we're done. We had the entire Austro-Hungarian fucking empire. Shit didn't work out for us. We're We're just going to be over here. And so there was one point where 10 Austrians got on, I think a British boat, and when they got out of, when they got into international waters, they were like, Austrian flag, this is our boat now. And they were like, fine, where you want to go? So they took them to um, South Africa where they got off the boat and hung out and they were like, stuck a flag in it, as Eddie Izzard said. And then some Portuguese came and they were like, yeah, this is ours now. This is our, this is us. Because, you know, they were super aggro. And the, and the Austrians were like, Okay. And they just went back to Vienna. They just went back. Fine, fine. And that was it. That was, that was the, 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 the broad stroke of Austrian colonization. And I was like, God, your people suck. It's like, so you, uh-huh. so they just, well, they saved it up and they just did the Holocaust later. But yeah. They found another way. They found another outlet. Oppression always finds a way. Dude. <laughs> If they had just maybe just enslaved a few, you know, maybe we could have saved all the Jews by just giving them a few Negroes because exponentially, right? Like, you, you, listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stay quiet over, over here. Dan is like, I want to be a part of this. But no, and I think that's been the theme of the last like five years has been, how do we keep living with you when mm. we see like, you were, there's video of black people being murdered, not just us telling you, and you still are going to sit and deny it. And you're going to find all the reasons 
all why it's our fault. Why it's our fault. The, you know, well, you shouldn't have resisted. And I'm like, so say that to all the white people who resist and get to go home and, or, and don't even get a ticket or don't, you know, they, mm-hmm. they do all the things. And I think that's when people were just like, listen, I've always been tired, but I'm tired fully. And I, and I can't, and I can't like, I'm not going to, and I, and I happily lost people happily. Yes. Cause I was no longer going to be, I'm like, I know you think. You think that I'm friendly and nice because we never have political conversations, but people got real like you're talking. I'm like, yeah. And you know what? If you can't take it, it means you don't deserve to be my life Mm -hmm. because I can't. I'm not going to pretend to be that ambiguous person for you anymore. And I'm going to call you out and I'm not going to say not all white people because I'm going to tell you right now. All the people that left my life, I was like, I'm on t- I could tell you, you, want me to read you right now, the shit you've done to me that I just let slide, didn't say anything, but cataloged because what else could I do with it? Mm. I can do it right now. And I'm telling, and I'm like, you're not that great. <laughs> like, you, you, know, you're not, <laughs> you think you're that you're not getting cut. You would totally, you're not making the cut oh, dear. on the boat. Like you're just not, you don't get to come on the trip, Mm-mm. like wherever we're going, it would be a no for you. Goodbye. Um, but thanks. Yeah. And, but I think that was where the, that moment started. And this includes my ex. There was this moment where I was like, this is no, nope. Mm-hmm. We had a black president. It's, I'm done. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not. Shut up. Listen. <laughs> not now. I'm ready. I'm going to fight you. Let's do this. We're killing children with hoodies. Oh my God. And things. Thanks, and, Obama. Right. No, but it, I mean, but it did give me the like, place where I was like, what you going to say about him? What you, what you got to say? <laughs> say it. Cause I'm ready. I'm ready for you. What you got to say? It better be about something, but politics and nothing else. Did he even have No, the- but it was, that was a thing is people just didn't like him. And when you have white people in your life and you're like, so what you got to say? Cause it's going to be racist and we're going to fight. <laughs> Cause you can't tell me anything. Right. The, and I think that's where everybody is though. We're just, you either got to be a white person who can listen and you're going to, and, and feel bad. I want you to, you should, that is the least you could do. It's the least you, and you feeling bad doesn't fix anything. No. But the least you can do is to feel guilty. For a second, just yeah. like uh, to have a bad feeling you and see how you, you were because yep. your, your ancestors and it's not the lineage is what six back. No, maybe not six, but maybe what? 10 people back from slavery. Like you can't go. It's not like you're, it's not that fucking far. Let us just, let us just say the point where you are now who probably own slaves. It's not that many greats. No, back. it's really not. And no, I mean, easily point to them. My fucking, my grandmother was raised by sharecroppers who were, who were themselves raised by former slaves. Right. It's very, it's very close. So that's not, it's too close for people to go. This isn't my fault. It's mm-hmm. like, nobody says your fault, but here's the thing. God paid a piper. When people die, who gets stuck paying the taxes? Not the dead people. <laughs> the people that are left. So here's the taxes. The taxes are due. And you're home. You're, oh, you're nobody wants to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would love to do like a sort of a wrap up thing. So do you want to make a statement? Do you want to make a slave place statement? I'm just going to say, I will say the following. I will say that I want to, since I have personally thanked Mr. Jeremy O. Harris for his work, I also want to thank all of the people who are not perverts, who open themselves up to this really challenging show. Like as a, as a, as a, as a theater maker, Um, And as someone who has been fighting the international opera community, 
for the past three years and who has seen what racism does to projects that are too ambitious because white people just can't bear the thought of black people being centered in their fucking precious halls of opera-ness, but I digress. It's just really heartening to me to see, as, as he said in the curtain speech that he made tonight, it's so great to see that audiences are coming out for this and the success of the show is not just about having a good Broadway show. It's about it's about showing that audiences are capable of being challenged hard. This is a hard play. Yeah. You know? And I think that that's the important thing to remember is that it is it is not reflective of everyone's experience, mm-hmm. but it is reflective of experiences. Yeah. And and regardless of how you feel about what people think, what it is that they do, um, how it is that they process racism, how it is that they process their sexuality. Um, this is what what theater is meant to be, which is to give you a view, a slice of this of this world and this life. And um, and I watch you, Melina, in particular, you know, for over a decade at this point. Um, try to get the word out about this is something that I have gone through. I know other people have gone through and I am giving you this piece of me so that you are not alone in this and that you don't have to figure this out in the same ways that I have to figure this out. And and he has taken that and has also um, brought that to a different medium and a different stage um, and on a different level, and and it is fitting. It is fitting that your your article is the one that people sent because you were trailblazing through this as an idea, even in the kink community. Yeah, you know, we would be at yeah. conferences, and you would um, you would have to justify your existence. And you didn't have to do shit, but you would come in and say, this is who this is. This is who I am. This is how you will treat me. And this is what my kink is. And, and as you understand yourself, this is how I understand myself. Right. It's okay. Right. So this play does not have to be for you Mm -hmm. person out there because There are people that this play is for. And beyond that, just artistically, it's a well-written play. It's so strong. It's a it is a a play that has a point of view that's smartly directed. So, you know, yep. people need to leave themselves out of this portion of the art in that it doesn't have to be your reflection. I mean, and I appreciate that, especially because we so rarely see ourselves reflected, period, just from the demographic standpoint of being brown-skinned women in America who are not a size two and um, conventionally pretty in the way that white people like to see brown women. Right. Right. Like, none of us are Vanessa Williams. None of us are Beyonce. I mean, you could be kind of maybe, Dana? Sort of a bit. 
she moves too much. <laughs> Beyonce, I would just, I just want to see, I just want to get like Dana Pelabon's one line review, one line capsule review. Beyonce, she moves, she moves too much. much. <laughs> it is like, at I don't, least for me to be Beyonce. <laughs> ain't got all that in me like girl do you also i'm gonna step my ass right over here and watch you do all that oh my god Woo. what is your closing manifesto closing. dirty lola at dirtylola.com no dirtylola.co dirtylola.co so you're from what is that mexican not mexican i'm sorry is that i don't know colombia what country is that? No, no, it's us, but you and you is can leave company? off the M. Oh, I don't know. You can leave it off. And DirtyLola.com. Somebody owns DirtyLola.com and they want like a lot of money Son for of it. A bitch. But if you buy up all the other domains of your name, True. you can you can have an easy case to get yours and make them give it to you. Nice. Right. Um, aside of that, white people, this <laughs> isn't for you. <laughs> the people this play is that you are allowed to watch it. Yeah. You need to absorb a good part, the right parts. Don't think that we're talking to you when we're not, which y'all have a bad habit of doing. But Hello. it's not, it wasn't written for y'all. It's it's for you to 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 be quietly watching. Observing. Observing. It's, and maybe taking a Figure lesson. out what Jim figured out by the third act of the play. Yeah. Or, and figure out <laughs> the lessons in it. Like, yeah. yes. that white woman isn't meant for you. That's y'all. Like, see yourself yeah. in the worst parts. Because that is... What that is, is you. And, yeah. And I think, but it is also this place of like, for white people, like, shh, 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 because not everything's for you. And this isn't for you. Mm-hmm. You did not write this for you. It, even if you are kinky, it's not for you. You might identify with one of the partners and like, oh my goodness, I hope you maybe hurt, felt a lesson, but it's not for you. It's not a mirror for you. It's not, it's not, well, no, it's a mirror. It maybe isn't like a, a fulfilling thing for you. Should have yeah. been. And, and that, cause I see, so I was like, I think about all the white people we saw and I'm like, what did you take from this? Like, did you really take what you needed to take from this? Did you really get that, that everybody, what the things they're talking about are mm-hmm. literal things people go through. And like, if it's not your partners, it's the friends. It's the, you know, we all have friends. You don't have to have a lover that's white. You have a friend that's white that you might really like. Yes. Yeah. Similar shit. Um, like the ambig- the partner who's like, I'm not white. And I've had that conversation with people. And I'm like, I know you're not white, but you look white and you are white. You're maybe not ethnically white, but that's because white people don't know how to say what country they're from. <laughs> they just go, I'm white. <laughs> um, so in that, but like when you, that whole speech of like, when you are somewhere and like you aren't, nobody sees you for who you are. And so you can hide in that. And that's a real fucking thing. Um, so I just when, when when people watch this and digest it, like, don't try to replace the characters with white characters so that you feel seen. That's not what it's meant for. It's not. <laughs> it's not the vehicle for that. This isn't. This was purposefully cast. This couldn't work with a white people in the black people's place. This isn't one of those plays where you could just be. I you wonder know, if they could make this into. It's like I want everyone to see it, but I was like, I don't. It would be an odd movie. It's such a sh- play. It could be like, a movie, but they'd have to be. It, it would be way more drawn out. It would, yeah. It, it would, would have to be a lot I just, of. Yeah, I, I hope. I kind of hope it doesn't become a movie. I don't actually. want it to because I think. I it think would it be, really. I think you really need to be in front of these people. Mm-hmm. 
You do. You don't, you don't, a lot of the stuff you're really, not going to catch. Yeah. I think it's, little things. there's, there's a, there's a, there's an energetic nuance to having a person say this shit mm-hmm. that watching television is just not going to give. I just, that's going to be my, not at all. Be like, Jeremy, don't let them make it a movie. Don't do it. Don't but do it. It's, if you do it, cast me. I agree with Dana that it's not <laughs> going to be everybody's cup of tea. No. And also though, but it should like, it's, I want the conversations. I wanted to talk to other black. It was like my moment of like, Hey, I get, this isn't, this feels really bad for you, but also this is like part of my life and yeah. what I'm into and a thing I don't like to hide, but it's hard to talk to other black people about if they're not kinky. Mm-hmm. It's a thing that like, People try to pretend we don't do that. Yes, we do. There's so many of us who do it. Please. There's whole groups, but it makes it harder for us to find each other yeah. because we grow up in the we don't do that. That's white people stuff. Um, and I think that was the big thing that was lovely is like you have three black people in various states, stages of being kinky or some doing things like a black man being pegged. That is rarely a people got thing. Th- that was like a whole thing. Right. People were having like a the moment. fact that she was fucking him in the ass was problematic. Yeah. I was like, that's not what's problematic. What? Am I remembering that's wrong just, or did the first time around did she have a strap? I remembered it as her having a strap. I, I don't wrong. remember seeing a the harness. Maybe it was just the dick. I remember the dick speech, but I remembered her. Does she put on this? Does she, did she, was she wearing it? I might be of imagining. I think she might have. I feel like there was a, there were several substantial shifts in some of the stuff there. I need to, yeah. I want to go into some research. I remember the, when she goes behind and then she just brings out the lube. I, in my mind, I was, I remembered her coming out and having it on. So she does the speech. I feel like she, she did. Right. as well but i yeah but they should but all of that to see those things it's like there are people who may have never talked about it yeah and went yeah. and saw other black people just doing it talking about it feeling bad about it but also finding glory within it and like that is an important fucking thing it is so yeah yeah i mean it's so important to see that like at no point is he phased by it right, right. like you should by the by the by the debrief if you missed it fully understand that he orchestrated it right he asked her for it right like that was the whole point of this exercise is that they yeah. were getting what they wanted. Right now. So like the whole, like, Oh, it, this is the way that, that, that white women emasculate black men. I was like, oh, well, if you want to just use that word, you can say this is the way black men emasculate themselves because <laughs> that's what he wanted was to be fucked up the ass because I don't know. It feels good. Right. But it was also the opposite of what he was doing when he was cuckolding. Yes. Which was like, you know, and when he comes to realize is like, that was when I felt the blackest. Yeah. And like that probably also fucked him up. So it was like, let me try this reverse of what I'm thinking and how that will make me feel. But there's so many lessons. And I think that's the thing to take from it is even if you, as a black person watch it and you feel like it's like, you're right at the end of the day. Like if we're if you're trying to be black and white, is it, you know, people on a plantation with their white partners pretending to be, it's fucked up. Let's go. Okay, <laughs> but if it's helping people, you can be black and be kinky and you can be black and have a white partner and it doesn't fucking take away from it. it makes it also, it makes it so much more co- complicated, yeah. but you can do all these things and it's worth the conversation instead of just going like, oh, no, no, we don't talk about that. 
or yeah. we don't do that. Because we, you know, that, that allows us to access our pleasure. Right. And in order to access your pleasure, you've got to figure out what hurts. Exactly. It's yeah. part of the process. You got to know where your line is. Process. <laughs> you have to know your line. You got to know, like, at the end when Jim throws up in the bed and I'm like, I felt like that. Like, where I was like, I'm in this and then I'm not in it. Wow. And I'm like, let's stop. And now yeah. I'm going to excuse me for yeah. a moment because I've gone sailed past my boundary that I didn't know existed until yeah. just now. Just now. But also the coming back. And when she says thank you. You know, that shocked the shit out of a bunch of people. There yeah. were like a bunch, like, like it just that, that her. And I did hear the safe word this time, which is so interesting because I had, I she said Starbucks. It's just never clear. She it goes, sounds she like she's, like, I thought she was orgasming. Mm. The first two times I saw, I thought she was having an orgasm and then taps out. Right. Cause she and then he the... freaks out because it was never, it was never clear that she's saying Starbucks. Right. Right. And I was, and tonight it was clearer. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, oh, so, and I, cause I kept thinking, how did I miss the safe word? And yeah. I was like, oh, cause she's yelling. And my thing was, oh, she's coming cause she's getting fucked really hard by like, you know, hot British guy. Right. Oh yeah. dear. See, let's see. Now we know where my focus lies. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I have to first say thank you, Dana, for flying out Yay. And thank you, um, Simona, because it probably took you as long to get from Brooklyn <laughs> as it did for you to fly here. Mine's only an hour 46 flight. Yes. And from Brooklyn. It That's what I'm saying. It probably door to door. Literally, you got it. <laughs> Brooklyn to come up here. It could be closer to it. <laughs> your ass could have flown people like even next time you're gonna be like fuck it you're just gonna like turn around and go to LaGuardia and be like give me an hour flight yeah one hour flight just give me an hour flight I don't care where the fuck I wind up <laughs> that's why I can't date people in the Bronx hello that's another state when people talk about having like long distance relationships and they're like you know what like you mean when you're dating someone in New Jersey yeah. Well, somebody, well, you have a partner who lives in California. And I'm like, yes, but I want you to be closer than he is. And you are not, you are not in my mind. Like, I don't, I don't want a person that every time I want to see you is two I gotta hours. Go. And you're going to want to see me often? No, no, no. Damn. They better do a fucking reverse that. And they better be faking, fucking taking the two hour trip themselves. Oh my goodness. Um, Anything else? Does everyone feel heard? Yes. You've been listening to All That and Mo. Thanks so much for spending your precious, precious time with me today. My podcast is produced by Cody Crabb. Theme music by Georg Friedrich Haas, as performed by Marcus Weiss. And I look forward to spending time with you again really soon. 